Welcome to another episode of Million Dollar Stories, where we get to interview authors from all over the world. Uh, I love talking to entrepreneurs. They teach me something every single time. And we have an individual out there uh, who owns a company called ClickX. Uh, it's Solomon Timothy, a marketing-obsessed entrepreneur with a proven track record of building successful organizations. He's dedicated to helping small business owners just like you scale and achieve growth. Are you tired of feeling stagnant in your business growth? He has many years of experience in growing uh, when it comes to growth marketing and can help you overcome the pain of not seeing any results. As the founder of One IMS and the co-founder of ClickX, he uses data-driven models to deliver results for companies that are struggling to increase market share and grow their bottom lines. The book that we're talking about today is Business success secrets. And uh, he's a part of this book with many other individuals. Business success secrets, entrepreneurial thinking that works. I love the topic. I love the message. So it is an honor for you to be here, uh, or it's an honor to have you here, sir. Solomon Timothy, thanks so much for being here, man. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Super excited. Well, let's start off with the genesis of this book. What made you want to become a part of this? I mean, I'm assuming that yeah. uh, you are surrounded by entrepreneurs and you just want to get the message out there. But what made you want to be a part of it? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, this was this was a unique project. A friend of mine reached out to me. We're in another network together. It's another entrepreneurial group. And um, and uh, she's like the main author of the book. And she said, look, Salman, I don't do very many projects, but when I do it, I do it big. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs would, you know, kind of resonate with that. She said, we're going to write this book. And she's only inviting her friends. Uh, and they're all like big business people. And then she said, we're going to make sure that we're going to hit the USA Today and the Wall Street Journal and every bestseller we can. And we're going to come up with a title that is going to be so good, right? <laughs> like people need to get it. And I said, all right, Tamara, that's her name. I said, Tamara, let's go, girl. Um, now, she doesn't need the book to make money. She's already very successful, right? Like it's one of those people. Why we did it, it's impact. And I'm sure, um, like you appreciate and the people that you have here in your in your in your in your audience, they want impact. I'm a yeah. big impact guy. And I said, you know what? I want I want to be part of that. I'm gonna give you everything I got in the in the in a, the best ability to summarize marketing in a nutshell. And I told her my my chapter tells me differentiate or die. <laughs> I said, I said, I like if I can have your entrepreneurial friends follow that principle, they're going to be massively successful because we, we, Mike, we live in a world where it's all commodity, right? Everybody's got a water bottle. So if you're not, you know, the Yeti or whatever of the world, nobody knows, nobody cares. Obscurity, right? It's the biggest problem. Yep. It only happens because everybody's trying to do the same thing. And I'm in marketing and I say this all the time. I'm like, all the people in the marketing world, like they probably look at their website and their competition's website. They say the exact same thing. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like if you look at uh, HVAC companies, they look the same, they act the same, they say the same thing. So how are you different? That's that's the genesis. Yeah, love it, man. And so ClickX, give us a little background on that company. Absolutely. So so I, everything I've done is kind of like morphing from one thing to the other. The first thing we, when I started um, the agency, um, one IMS is I had a, uh, I was a college student, self-taught developer, learned how to build websites. And I was an agency just because I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and, and I knew I could do a really good job. And I did. And, and uh, took me 17 years. I'm still in it. 
And during that time, I learned a lot about growing and scaling business, a business of our own and all of our clients' business. It's like, that's my, you know, that's my keyword, scale, right? Like, how do we scale this thing? So I built our own software to make onboarding better. We talked about automation before, right before this. So anything like that that's really intricate in their marketing, client, client acquisition, lead generation, I did a really good job. So I took all of that learning and I helped other agencies. And that's another book called Zero to 10K Scale. A lot of people trying to start an agency, get to their first $10,000. I want to do that because, again, that's an impact project. I have hundreds mm-hmm. of people that are maybe don't like their current job, want to switch, or they're about to retire, or they want to do something for their kids. They want a second business. They want to, you know, they want to pay off their debt or whatever. They know they're consulting or doing marketing they're passionate about, but that's not their day job. They want to create a business and maybe morph into a full-time gig. Those are the people that we work with, and we do everything from lead generation to fulfilling the client work. I would have never been able to do that had I not struggled my way into being an agency and scaling that business. So I can just tell them, hey, don't do this, do this. (laughs) It's kind of like, eat this, not that. You know what I mean? Don't waste your time with this niche. They don't have any money. I've done it and I failed. Why don't you do this? Don't offer SEO services to an industry that doesn't have or PPC to a service that has so many compliance issues, but do this. So uh, we just have a community of people that are looking for advice on how they can start or scale what they already uh, what they already started. Nice. Well, when I first saw you, the, the camera opens up and you have one of the nicest backgrounds, good microphone, all that. That is one example of being different, right? I want to look at these individuals who are my guests and say, you know what? That person would be perfect for an event that I'm putting on. Or, man, I had this amazing guest. Let me share this person with another person who has a podcast, right? That's how you stand out and create this word of mouth. Now, I want to start off by saying that being different, I think, is what made my business become successful 2017, 2018. Mm. In order to be different, you do have to have some courage, right? I think you have to stand out and to say, I'm a little bit different. I'm willing to wear this outfit. I'm willing to put myself in these circles. I'm willing to say this. You are different. You are above the surface, if you will. And uh, I believe it starts with courage. In order for me to do that, I actually had to fail many times, get angry, and then say, you know what? I need to have this blue ocean strategy. I need to go where other people can't, and I need to use this fuel inside of me to go and do that. So it starts with fuel, but you really need to have courage. That's what I believe. Do you agree with that? 100%. And I think it's for anyone, even to be a guest, to probably people like, oh, I'm too scared, or I want to try it, or you know, being a podcast host, it's even more work. Because you realize that it's a lot more work than you think, right? So, um, and and there's a lot of folks that are on the sidelines about entrepreneurship or sidelines about doubling down, investing into that lease that's 10 grand a month or hiring an employee that is going to be super hard. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be, and you just got to do it. I mean, come on. Um, I've, I've spent I've spent more money on leases than I could have bought in buildings. But the reason I did that is because I needed to be in downtown and that's what I could do or I'm close to my team. You just figure out how to make it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you don't try, you would never be able to do it. So I think the guys that are that we admire on YouTube, say Gary Vee or any of those, they spend tons and tons of money on their business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not scared to invest, right? And I think that's what I would say. It's that courage. It's like, hey, I'm going to make it. First of all, entrepreneurs have this mindset that uh, 
the future is 10 times bigger than what it is right now. So I can see myself investing this much money and not ever worrying about, am I going to get the return? It's those people, people that are afraid that they're not going to get the return that are likely to not invest. Right. That scarcity mindset. I only have enough yeah. right now. And if I give it up, it's not going to come back. But great 100%. entrepreneurs are very uh, resourceful. And they say, you know what? I can always go out and hunt. I can always find more yep. food. So why don't I give up what I possibly can right now and invest it? So therefore, I'm stronger tomorrow than I am today. Yep. And like yep. you said, it does it does take courage. But um but th that you separate yourself from the pack right then and there because most people don't have that muscle or that ability to jump in the first place. So by saying right. you're an entrepreneur and being a full-time entrepreneur, you already have something inside of you that the average common man does not have. And I think that's something right. to lean in on. Yeah, I think it's security in yourself as opposed to security in something else, right? It could be, you could work for the government. I have folks in my program that work in government. I'm like, it's the best job, dude. You're gonna, you're gonna have pension. He's like, yes, Solomon, you don't realize this. During COVID, they were going to lay me off. Or I was like, dude, for real? I'm like, yeah. And so, so you have to realize that entrepreneurship is, look, I'm going to go crush it because I believe in myself more than anything else. How about lead generation advice? There are many people who listen to this and watch it who are trying to generate leads. We help people generate leads with their books. One of yep. my recommendations is you run some ads, You have, but if you have your specific target audience in mind, it's going to give you such an advantage and therefore 100%. you don't have a lot of trial and error and getting the wrong people into your database, into your workflow. So uh, yep. I think it starts with the target audience and then it also starts, it, I guess it starts with target audience, but also the end goal, the customer's journey, or I like to def define it as the hero's journey within your organization. So right. um, I think it has to be very clear on where you're taking these people, but also who you're trying to reach. What do you believe and what do you recommend? Yeah. So being in this business for the last 17 years, we have some thesis and you could imagine <laughs> we're doing this day in and day out, small businesses, mid-sized companies, enterprise clients, different industries. Uh, and a very amazing team that can crush it every single time. So we built what's called the growth formula. Like so, uh, this is this is basically what every single person here that's listening to this. This is the episode if they want to grow their business. I promise. I'm going to make it so simple for them to understand. And I do this two to three times a day now, <laughs> as you can tell. Like this is what I love. This is my calling. And so there's two things. I'm going to break this down for you. It's basically a formula that's A, the letter A plus R equals growth. Uh, A stands for acquisition, R stands for retention, and you put the two together, you'll have unstoppable growth, right? Why? Because we do this every single day. We don't just teach it, we execute this, this campaign. Now, if you wanna learn what these two things, what, what it means and what you need to do, yeah, of course. Yeah. Was that, a, was that, was that a, uh, a question that you want me to answer? Of course, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that, that is a sales technique, right? Uh, we can get to that in another second. So acquisition is, is what everybody wants. And everybody calls me or our company or, you know, fills out the forms. Ah, we're looking to grow. We're, we're looking to acquire. We're looking to do that. What we do, what we understand is there's only two possible ways. You can generate leads, get customers, make more money, transact. And the two possible ways, if, if it's a client you've never gotten before, you're trying to get them, one way is to create demand for your products or services. That's one way. 
which is what we do in podcasts and everything, you create demand. Yep. The other way is to capture the demand that already exists in the marketplace for what you do. That's it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> right? great. Sounds pretty ads. simple, right? Capturing demand. You just put the ads, people click, they're interested. But if I'm creating content, if I'm doing this, and so I have to realize every single day, depending on the clients that are coming in, I mean, obviously you want a combination of both. But if somebody comes to me in a dire need saying, I need to make hundred grand this month, you know, whatever it is, that's my goal. We're so short or we lost my marketing person. So we can't do the campaigns anymore. I mean, everything that happens in the world, our team is aware, right? Anything, um, you know, so downsizing or doubling down, they bought a company, they want to double down. They're like, can you help? And the answer is yes. And they say, we're looking for specific goals. This is what we're trying to do. How can you guys help? Our team just puts it into the formula and says, what can we do to capture demand already in the marketplace? Bingo, Google Ads. What can we do to create demand? They might need to do some content creation. They might need to do a webinar, a training, a masterclass, whatever it is to create demand for the products and services. Those are the people that are not necessarily in the market right now. Capturing demand, just literally go get the people that are saying, yes, I'm interested because they're going to your competition right now. You're just not there. Right. Wow. Um, when it comes to uh, scaling, let's talk a little bit about that now. Um, I was able to become, I guess you could say, more scalable simply because I was around people who were selling their businesses. And yeah. they would always say, all right, wh where's the standard operating procedures? All right, what's your KPIs? And I really yeah. had it all up here, but I didn't have it down on a piece of paper. paper. So even yeah. if I didn't feel like or want to sell my business at all in the next month, year, five years, 10 years, if I started building it in a way that made it a sellable asset, I noticed that the company became more scalable. So it yeah. took me being around other high performance individuals who are selling companies for me yeah. to actually implement scalable techniques. I'm assuming this is common amongst entrepreneurs, but is there a problem with a lot of entrepreneurs that you work with that they just don't see how their company scalable, or maybe they don't see the importance of implementing standard operating procedures because they yeah. don't have the long-term vision in mind? Absolutely. I think as entrepreneurs, we're firefighters, right? So we're, yeah, right. we wake up, yeah, we're trying to, and I have usually props in my room, fighting one fire here, and then the next one breaks, you're doing two at the same time. We're so proud of ourselves. We go home and say, honey, I did all of this. Look at me, I'm so good. Yet they're doing the opposite, right? Of what they should be doing. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that. There shouldn't be fires in the big. There should not be any fires, number one. That means you don't have all of it put together. But in, in the event, we're living in a world where it's unpredictable. Things happen, fires happen. So what I like to resort to is having a plan of what should have happened, right? How should this have happened? How should this client onboarding should have happened or sales process or whatever it is? So, um, and I like to build systems. This is this is because again, I think I told you I was a self-taught developer. So I think like an engineer, I did a demo of a product earlier today. I said, the first thing I question is, does this thing have an API? I said, I'm never gonna log in. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my developers what I want. They're gonna do all these things and it's going to happen. So what I'd like to say is, this is for any entrepreneur that's looking to scale, double down, 10 million, whatever it is they want to do. People do not scale. Number one, people don't scale. Systems scale, right? Yeah. What you put in front of them has to be scalable. So what I like to do, and I, and I do this for my people, as much, they're intelligent, highly intelligent people. They got master's degree and whatever else. 
but I don't want them to have to think about what to do. I want them to do what the thing is telling them to do. And the reason I want them to do that is the more the thing can do for them, the more scalable we become. Because if you had to tap into somebody's intelligence every five seconds, right, we're going to burn out. I'm drinking coffee right before this. I'm like, you know, we're going from meeting after meeting after meeting. It's like, how, how many of that can you do a day? Do you agree? Mm-hmm. But if yeah. it says, hey, do X based on all of these variables, because we have all the data in the world, we tap in and say, hey, this would be a great campaign. And then they say, you know what, what could be better? Use their intelligence. Now you get something even better than what the system can do. But even if they just did what it told them to do, they're still going to have an amazing campaign because we use so many data points to come up with that idea. Yeah. But but the challenge is, all of us entrepreneurs, we want the result, but we don't want to put in the work to build the system. <laughs> right? My God. Yeah. And that system is what you're selling when you're talking about selling a business. You don't sell the people. They don't. You can't sell the people. You sell an infrastructure. Here's how my customers come in. Here's how we deliver the service my whatever line, right? Production line, it, even if it's you know people doing all the work. And here's how we get paid for the value that we add. And, and this is if me, the owner, is not there. And of course, I'm in all of these businesses and I'm running around, but you want a business that can run without Mike. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That yeah. is really hard. This is why most people can't sell a business or they're just selling it for the value that they're bringing in every year. Well, what I've realized is that individuals like us, right? Entrepreneurs, we're running so hard, so fast that in order for us to take a step back, it's almost counterintuitive. And in order for you to grow, it's a lot of two steps forward, one step back. And I think you need to take those times to perfect things, right? You want to keep going and it's in me, right? To just keep going. However, right. you make a lot of mistakes that way. So you do need to, to kind of retrace your steps and figure out how can I make this a little bit easier on my team? How can I do this at a higher uh, right. professional level without any extra input of energy? And then you start to Agreed. think more clearly. And I guess it does take a little bit longer, but it's a very it's a very exponential growth then, right? So you start exactly. to see this and then skyrocket. And that's what I've noticed. And it's tough to instill that in the average entrepreneur that sometimes you do need to take a step back to perfect your system and increase your systems behind the system, right? Or behind the scenes. Absolutely. Um, For us, you know, we we built our own project management system. What business do we have building our own system? It's like a software, literally entire front end, back end hosting and all of that. We don't use, you know, one of those project management systems. And the reason is our our requirements are very unique. These we paid thousands of dollars a month, and we couldn't get we can get it to work. Now the reason why I did that is because then we'll get exactly what we want, nothing more, nothing less. The challenge is this is a lifelong investment. Most people don't want to do that. They want to go in, they want to go out, they want to try this, they want to do that. So I like to think like like I, that demo I told you earlier. Here's my vision. Can you make that happen? then I'm ready to plug in all the tools. It will cost you much more per month. But again, your people don't waste time trying to tinker with this tool, import the data, export it over here, and throw it on a table. Do you see what I'm saying? Why would yeah. we want to do that? Why? And it, that Joe is sick today. No table, no report, no nothing. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I think you can thank these tech companies. That's how they run. That's how they drive. They have dashboards and KPIs and everything else. 
and just being in my space for a very long time, uh, we implement the growth formula. And in order for my CEOs, they, we give them a dashboard. Here's how many leads we got. Here's how many opportunities you're dealing with. Uh, here's how much potential business there is. Here's all the sources of leads, every single channel, Facebook, Google, uh, YouTube, organic, whatever it is. And it will tell them how many leads are coming from these sources. So the CEOs can make a very easy decision. So, you know what, let's double down on SEO. Let's cut back on paid. They could, one screen, we do that, right? And I think that's a scalable marketing system. I can guarantee you, and, and this is not a bad thing, most entrepreneurs are running blind when it comes to where their leads are coming from. That's right, right? They don't people, know. People lie, numbers don't. And it sounds like you're able to dissect everything down to a couple numbers, giving people a clear picture, and therefore they can adjust their levers, whether they meet yep. with you daily, weekly, or monthly. They're able to see what's working, what's not, and correct themselves right then and there. Absolutely. And we know that not everything is going to be amazing. Like my, you know, the most scalable lead source I have is paid social. It's the, it's the, it's the thing that crushes. That's it. working with me too. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, it's, I know SEO isn't going to exceed that unless I do some crazy amount of SEO. And so we have to know like, Hey, this is what it's going to be. This is your average. Is it going down? That's a different problem, but is it going consistent and slightly higher or here's our next best opportunity? Right. Here's the channel that we should circle and say, look, what are we going to do to double down on that? So, again, system scale. And but I don't need Joe to wake up and run me a report because that doesn't work. I want every entrepreneur to know that the business needs to run itself. Right. It's got to run itself. If I can turn the lights on by itself, I would love to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even want Mary here to turn it on for me. Yeah, I don't need to be texting people left and right for our things to work. And you you were able to see how important it is to just have automation in place for things 100%. to work for you. Therefore, your life gets easier. You can focus on revenue producing activities or exactly. leadership or management. Yes. Correct. Correct. It needs to work for you. Um, so if every single person starts thinking like that, they will be building a scalable business that is sellable asset without even knowing it. Now, the R, right? Acquisition plus retention equals growth. Retention. In my opinion, you do need to be an expert in your field. And therefore, it's almost like you go an inch wide and a mile deep and you become the go-to source. But in order to keep that retention, I would think you have to continue to serve at a higher and higher level as time goes on and you offer more. Is that what retention includes? Yeah, so essentially in our world, this is when a, when a customer is coming to me and say, look, I want to grow. They mean both, but they only see one. They only hear the acquisition. That's the shiny object. Like, ah, my competition is spending all this money on whatever channel. We're not. We need to do it. And we don't just give them more customers. We want to give them customers that are going to stick. You know, if, if Netflix got a million subscribers, but they all canceled in a month, they didn't really make any money because of the cost of acquiring customers. They lost more money than they made, right? Yep. And so we got to teach this formula to our customers and say, look, what do we need to spend to get a customer and what do we need to do to keep them for the next three years? So it really comes down to one thing. What are we doing to manage and nurture our leads? What are we doing to manage and nurture our customers? Because they're both important. Yes. We can generate a lead. They're not in the market to buy right now. 
And we could have a sales team that's like, oh, Bob said, call me in six months, throw them out, go call the next one. Oh, he said three months, throw them out. This happens in organizations every single day. We don't let that happen, by the way. Those are not my clients. We <laughs> take into consideration that they're not in the market right now. We're going to label them. And we're going to save that information. And we're going to say, this would be the best product based on the industry. This is the decision maker. Here's the champion. Here's the person we need to nurture. What are we going to do to get them back in the pipeline the next month, three months, two months, four months? That's when we do the webinars and the training and the hosting, whatever it is, the events, the meet and greet, the postcards, whatever we need to stay on their radar. At the same time, there's customers who put their faith and trust in your company, want to work with you, and they need to make sure that they're getting the service that they want. So we manage and nurture those people because we want to keep that revenue going. You see, it gets very complicated very fast as an entrepreneur to grow a business because you got to acquire on this side. Am I creating, you know what I mean, demand? Am I nurturing these people? It's overwhelming. And you wonder, like, you put in a person in your marketing department, you think they're going to do both? No way. They don't, They can't even keep tabs of 10 leads. <laughs> and you have hundreds of leads, thousands, right? Coming in more every day if you're doing paid social. It's not possible. It's got to be what? System. Mm -hmm. System keeps running and it does what it's supposed to. And it books appointment with the right salesperson based on the territory. And that salesperson puts it in the system. Here's the deal with this client. Here's what they need based on my assessment. And here's their budget and the buying criteria. It just got to work. And so we are very much driven by their performance. In fact, I wish I got paid a percentage of their growth because I'd be way more richer, Mike, right? <laughs> I don't, I would, just, I would need to run ads. I'll just be, I'll be good. But again, I, my, we get joy in building systems for people. But when they see that, they're so happy because guess what? This is what they couldn't do it on their own. Now they might have a great production line and they might have great, you know, logistic system to deliver their goods and services. I don't build that. I build this system, the customer acquisition and lead generation system. We give it to them on a silver platter. When it comes to the marketing process itself, I have a belief that you have to elevate your name, increase your influence, your authority, your credibility in the marketplace. We do that by turning people into best-selling authors. Once you have a book, that becomes an automatic lead magnet, which gives you this ability to target individuals, give it away in exchange for an email, which then adds people to a pipeline, and then you nurture them into one other step that is free, which is going to be a challenge or a Facebook group. And then yep. you go from there to another speed bump, which is a little bit more money or a little bit more time. And then you go from there into multiple revenue streams. So it all begins with authority and yep. then into the system itself into, like you said, some type of service that's ongoing or even time sensitive. Hey, I'm only going to be on this call from Tuesday at three o'clock to four o'clock. Will you be there? Please show up. So that does do something to the average person. I got something for free. You're giving more value. Give, give, give. And then when you ask, when the a business asks for something, then I feel more obligated to buy because you've given me so much already. So that's my process. How do you look at it? Is there anything that you could teach to our audience that uh, you live by every day? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, in that process, what you really are explaining is that before they ever make a buying decision, you've been building rapport with them. Yes. You've been giving them enough value to trust you. And this is exactly what we try to do for CEOs. A lot of CEOs, they don't make content, right? They may not make a book. They might, but it's like too much work. Does that make sense? And yeah. they might need to call you, Mike, and so they can make a book. But I'm like, you got to get in front of your camera 
and explain and answer these questions that your customers have about your products and services. And we built an entire system on how to find these questions and their burning questions that they have about your products and services. But they need to see you, and that's where it starts. It's the same exact thing. They need to see you enough times that they know your company can fix that problem. And this is why you know I have an entire team that's working with me on getting me on podcasts and doing all this stuff. Why? Because it's literally about awareness, right? It's like, that's the thing that you're saying with the book. And if they can understand that part, book is a no-brainer mm-hmm. because it's just an extension of giving something of value way before you ever ask them, like you said, in return. Even if nobody liked that content, nobody commented, don't feel bad. Just keep giving, right? Just keep doing that over and over and over again. Then you'll be the Beyonce of your industry, <laughs> right? When yeah. she started, she wasn't this glamorous. Just so you know, she was she was a great singer, but she didn't have paparazzi everywhere, right? That's what I'm saying. It took her a long time. It's going to take you a long time too. But when I talk to these CEOs, these are very successful companies. They might flip the company, but they're they're not known. Nobody knows the guy or the girl, whatever it is. They don't know. It's obscurity. Going back to obscurity. So if you want that market dominance, that's what I say. You got to do a lot of work upfront answering those questions because they're Googling these questions. If you want to pop up, if you want one shot at popping up, you got to be the one that creates the content. And I'm happy to share more on where to you know, find this information and so on. Yeah. Well, I was at a 10X growth con to Grant Cardone's growth con in 2018. Are you, uh, were you ever in attendance to any one of those at all? I go to his business uh, workshops and so on. Um, I haven't gone. I know he's got another one coming up. Well, I mean, never worked for me, but yes, I know. I agree. I hear great things. Yeah. So I was at the one in 2018 in Vegas and I was sitting up in the stands and I remember him saying, guys, just so you know, it took me over 20 years to become a success and it's probably going to take you at least 20 years. And I remember hearing that. I'm like, that's not what everybody's saying out there. Everybody's saying yep. you do this and you'll be successful in five years. And Absolutely. if you look back, that's whenever I started to really analyze his life. And I mean, he was putting out books nobody was reading for a very long time, yep. right? So uh, it's mind boggling how consistent some of these entrepreneurs are. And that's the magic phrase or magic word, consistency. And I, I believe that a lot of people try something, it doesn't work for a month and they stop, right? right? But consistency crushes perfection. And I believe what you see out there is the most consistent marketers usually outlast their competitors. They withstand yep. the storms, which means if you're around this time next year or five years from now, you yep. automatically gain the trust of those who know who you are because you have been around, you've been tested, and you're still here. So what would you say about that? That even if it's not a perfect video or a podcast or a That's book, right. you put it out because the more consistent you are, the more momentum you have everywhere. What would you say? Yeah, 100%. And I think there's very few guys like me out there that started in their college dorms and they're still doing it. And I'm, I'm I'm grateful for the ride that I've gotten. And I'm, you know, pushing the envelope every single day. But this leads me to another book that I collaborate with an, another bunch of authors that was called Leaders Who Last. <laughs> you can look that up. On. Leaders Eat Last. Have you, you read that one with Simon Sinek? This yeah, one's Simon. Leaders Who Last. Yeah, I love it. Leaders Who Last. And I felt you know, compelled to be part of that project because most people, and we know this, entrepreneurs, they quit their business or they don't know how to acquire customers. You hear crazy statistic, 50% of companies fail. 
Well, one, they couldn't figure out how to get a customer, or two, it was way more harder than they thought it was, right? Like, they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. If you know the struggle of being an entrepreneur, I give props to every single person that's trying. I don't care how much money you make. You can make 50,000, six figures, 100 million. It is equally difficult, right? That's why I say about the unpredictability and the nature of this business. So, and that was something I felt like a lot of entrepreneurs need the courage to keep going because... You know, like I said, in our industry, um, especially as we're doing marketing automation and all of that, our biggest friend is AI and it's our biggest friend in me as well. Well <laughs> right? said. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we love it. We do AI consulting to these companies because they don't have any idea. But at the same time, AI is going to be like, oh, if that's all you have to do, they'll just tell them what to do. And so we have to be mindful of that and we need to innovate and change, but we're not going to be scared of it. That's what I'm trying to say. And so it's the same kind of mindset, like it is going to be way more harder, but it's it's well worth it, especially five years, six years. If you've been in business for five and six years, you need an award. <laughs> yeah, the world is changing. So if the world is changing, you better change. Otherwise, exactly. you're going to be a dinosaur. And, uh, you know, in the very beginning, you're going to try so many things out. And it's very much like the quote from Moneyball. First yeah. one through the door always gets bloody, but they're the ones that make the impact, basically. Where 100%. You know, and I 100%. think that's crucial. It is. And, 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 uh, you know, if you're trying to change, like, you know, the title of the book was literally talking, talking about change. Right. And if you don't do that, it's, you're going to be a commodity. That's what we don't want. Because at that moment, Mike, you're competing on price. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Then your amazon.com iPhone cases, 1499, $13.99. $10.99, $7.99. It literally is, I've seen 0.01 and then $10 shipping. I'm like, oh boy, this is this is a race to the bottom. You know, so if you don't differentiate yourself, you're not willing to change, you're not going to do all this hard work. It's, you know, Mike can give you all the motivation every day, four times a day, <laughs> but you got to put in the work. Man, you bring up a good point. It's is if you do a poor piss poor job on differentiating yourself, you're going to be competing on price and nobody wants to do that cuz then you're at the 100%. flea market, right? Uh. Yeah. Uh outside of your own book, is there one that you recommend to our audience or our viewers that uh, maybe change your life? I always talk about Rich Dad Poor Dad because it put me on this path that I'm on today. So, it stands out as a uh, as a staple. Anything like that for you? Yeah, there's a lot of books um, that I would recommend. I'm gonna, I felt compelled to share one book. Uh, this is from Dan Sullivan. Uh, this is called uh, Who, Not How, right? Love it. So a lot of people here are trying to scale. We talked about scaling a lot. And the challenge is that they're trying to figure out all by themselves, working more hours, trying to put in, you know, and I do the same thing, but it's always, I'm always trying to find my who, and I have a lot of who's in my life. I'm extremely blessed with it. Could, I couldn't be here if I didn't have that. I would be putting out fires like everybody else. But the who part is so, so, so important. And don't figure don't worry about what you want to get done, figuring out who is going to do that for me. And one of the things that we engage a lot in is outbound marketing. That's cold emailing and cold prospecting. A lot of companies don't do that and they don't know how to do that. They get blacklisted and they stop. We found out how to do this at scale. We use AI, obviously. And it was because I have the right who in my team. We couldn't do it. <laughs> we burned every option and it got the right who. We said, I don't even want to tell you how many emails a day. We book appointments for our customers on autopilot. 
I called one on the way here saying, hey, what do you think about my system, huh? <laughs> you like it? And I cannot do that. I mean, I've, I take a lot of credit for it, but I didn't do it. It's the right who. And let me tell you, that guy has been coding for like 20 years. Like you said, <laughs> he finally figured out a system and we put it in with all of our failed research. As you can remember, you said a lot of failure. We put in his system. This is magic. And that's, that's what I mean scaling. I couldn't scale, meaning I couldn't get this thing to work to a degree where I was confident in the result or predictability. Now we're extremely predictable. In a world, if they like, they want to shut that down because you know they don't want email prospecting to be a thing, we're seeing the opposite, right? We're getting quality booked appointments and responses and all of that every day. It's amazing. Mm. And it's because of the who. So I, I would highly encourage everybody, everybody, don't do it alone. <laughs> right. Find your who. Man, I love that book. I love the message. It reminds me of the PayPal mafia. Have you ever heard of this at all? Of course. Oh, I haven't read it, but yes, I am aware of the mafia. <laughs> yeah, the, pay, the PayPal mafia. If you guys look at it, you would think that Elon Musk was the absolute genius who did everything when it comes to creating PayPal. Well, look at the 12 or 13 people that were in his circle. You have the Reed Hoffman who went on to create LinkedIn. You have individuals yep. who are responsible. Peter Thiel, who is responsible for technically making Facebook what it is outside of right. Mark Zuckerberg's uh, coding and all that. Then you have individuals who built Twilio. And then you have, uh, I think, Reddit. People from Reddit are on there. So like so many companies were stemmed yep. from that, that, that group of 12 or 13 people. It is unbelievable. So you realize... That even if you're a genius, you can't do everything yourself. You need exactly. other individuals and you have to outsource your weaknesses. You find yep. people who are very good at things you don't want to do and your life is going to be better and more profitable because of it. So love the message, love the book. Um, outside of the book on Amazon, is there a website or a social media channel that you recommend for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can just find me. Um, my website is timothy.com. It's T-H-I-M-O-T-H-Y, just my last name. Uh, it was available, you know, 20 years ago. When I was in the business, <laughs> so I bought it. But uh, but yeah, that's it. Literally, I'm, I I try to put out as much information. Going back to the same, you know, put out more information before you ever ask them to buy. I love the same message. I just give it all away. I really don't care to monetize it uh, because, like I said, I I can't work with everybody. I can only work with those that are the perfect fit. So, and I have no shortage. If I needed customers, you know what I would do, Mike? I put my own growth formula on it. And it'll work. <laughs> so. Guys, I'm looking at his website. Really well done. 10x revenue blueprint, the scale scales, scale sales system, the system, lead X, right. personal brand accelerator, um, and 10x your business. And obviously you could pick up his book through there too. So uh check it out. It's T-H-I-M-O-T-H-Y dot com. Yep. Excellent. Well, Solomon, thank you so much for your time, man. It's an honor to talk with you. And uh yeah, I really appreciate the advice. I love the message and uh the entrepreneurial uh, adventure. It never ends, you know, and I think that uh, you embody it, you share it out there. So uh, thanks so much for sharing all that with us today, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mike. You're doing a fantastic job yourself. Thanks, man. Remember guys, a million dollar book will lead to a million dollar life. Right on.